freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome back to our number two of episode 144 of Gun Freedom Radio. We're going to have to go to three hours, Cheryl. <laughs> no, no, no. Nuh-uh. Not going to happen. I, I love it. I really do. But no, I can't. I can't talk for three hours straight, can I? We'll Maybe. talk about it. Ed, we'll talk about that a little <laughs> later, okay? All right. Anyway, we engage, we educate, and inform, and we are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. And today's theme is the blame game. Over the holidays, our family played a lot of board games, and we also watched some games being played out on the national stage involving politics, our constitutional rights, and of course, we saw a lot of the blame game. And what strikes me about the blame game is there are never any winners, ever. There are only losers. Take, for example, the recent roll of the gun control dice called the bump stock ban, causing fingers to point in every direction. Most people had never even heard of a bump stock before the Las Vegas murders in October of 2017, but somehow we feel certain that these plastic gun accessories are to blame for them. So with the public outcry, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms redefined this piece of plastic accessory as a machine gun. And only then did we stop and realize that that is against the rules. I mean, they can't do that, can they? And in our outrage, we blame the president, the Congress, and the NRA. Some of us, though, we decide to re-familiarize ourselves with the rule book the Constitution. As we read it, we understand that our opponents are editing and deleting the rule book right under our noses, and they can, because why? Because we haven't bothered to read it. And we fall for their tricks and foolishly embrace their tyranny every time. Our forefathers carefully wrote down those rules in our Constitution and our Bill of Rights because they had lived this and they knew that the opponents of freedom would constantly be playing their hand toward tyranny. The rule book instructed us, you and I, we the people, to be proactive in limiting the government overreach, preventing presidents and congresspeople from having powers over our personal lives and possessions. So we, the people, are supposed to protect our rights individually, staying informed, contacting our elected officials, directly interacting with them, to let them know how they can best represent and serve us. And if we want to have clubs and organizations like the NRA help with that endeavor, great. But we cannot simply cast a vote or pay a membership fee and walk away from our personal responsibilities. We can no longer allow the rights restrictors to dictate the rules, and we must include our children and our children's children in reading our history and making our nation's heritage part of each family's 
legacy. And once we do that, we will begin to truly win. And we will avoid being the next losing contestant on the blame game. All right. Well, our guests are waiting in the wing. We have on the line Jenna Meek and Mark Mac Young. Jenna Meek was once described as a cross between Rambo and Martha Stewart and is an author and firearms instructor specializing in self-defense. Her partner, Mark MacYoung, has authored over 25 books and videos about crime, violence, and personal safety. In collaboration, Mark and Jenna have created safety concepts to bring effective personal safety information for everyone. And their motto is when, we, when a conflict can't be avoided, safety conflict... <laughs> Sorry, safety concepts will arm you with the best information about what to do before, during, and after to make sure you go home to your loved ones. Welcome to the show, Jenna and Mark. Thank you so much for having us again, Cheryl. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely, Mark. And what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Only twice and better and with a deeper voice, right? That's right. (laughs) I love it. So, Talk to us. Um, I'll let you two decide who's going to go first about what is safety concepts. I mean, I kind of gave it a little bit away in the lead in, but where did it come from? Where, where was the hole in the market that needed to be filled? Yeah, so we'll address that as we go through. But I think the biggest uh, thing about safety concepts and what it is is Um, This is our platform to attempt to bring effective personal safety information to everyone. Uh, And that is, yeah, that's actually a a really difficult thing to do. Mm -hmm. Because everything is, everybody is unique and their situations are unique and that sort of thing. Is that why, Mark? Um, Actually, let me springboard off what Jenna said, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, one of the things we want to do with safety concepts is get people aware of what they need to know about personal safety, crime, violence, and conflict, but what they aren't being taught in the current training climate. Hmm. And that's really a dangerous mm-hmm. set of holes in what's being taught out there. Mm-hmm. That's so true. So it really, everything always does come back to training. You know, I heard once that we rise to the level of our training and preparedness. And if we have not given it much thought or if we've had faulty training or incomplete training, then we're going to feel it in the after effects. Yeah, right. so I, you, you hear that we're only so much of a percentage as good as our training on our best day, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We hope to help people be able to spot these things in advance and really understand the way crime and violence unfold to be able to avoid it altogether. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the primary goal. The secondary goal is to help people understand how this happens, how to recognize when it's developing so you don't end up unloading your groceries and looking up looking up to be looking down the barrel of a gun because mm, mm-hmm. um, unless you're a trained operator and I by that I mean you're living a lifestyle um, the odds are not looking good for you to be able to draw a gun in time to defend yourself when you're looking down the barrel of a gun mm-hmm 
So the beauty of safety concepts is, again, I want to stress the for everyone part, right? So Mm -hmm. if you're into self-defense, if you're into guns, this information will make you better. And if you're not into those things, that's fine too, because these are everyday people skills um, that will help you if you're facing an adverse situation and how to safely navigate that and get home safe to your family. Mm-hmm. That's so important. And, you know, when you talk about you're loading your groceries, Mark, and, you know, the next thing you do, you turn around and, and somebody's got a gun pointed in your face or a knife or in some other way taking advantage of that, um, the posture you're in because you're bent over, right? Your your focus is on something else, your, your level of attentiveness around you. Um, one of the things that I, being a, a new grandma as of four years ago, she still sits in a car seat, but especially when she was so tiny and I was putting my granddaughter in the car, watching my daughter put her daughter in the car, mm-hmm. I kept feeling like this is a bad guy's perfect scenario, right? Handful of precious cargo. You can't just drop the baby. You've got to protect the baby. Like, do you, do you have any special um, training or are there tips or tricks that you can tell people so that they aren't quite so vulnerable doing something that they have to do to keep their family safe by placing a baby and a small person in a car seat it takes a minute to strap that thing in okay jenna can i take this one yes she asked you please do (laughs) (laughs) um okay here's one of the things that there's a disconnect between how things actually happen and when they come into our awareness. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. And, you know, I had a, a, a sign that I had up in my office wall which said, be alert, the world needs more alerts. <laughs> um, the idea is how much time do you really have to spend in personal safety? I mean, the, the buzzword is, situational awareness and this is where the clouds part and you know the divine <laughs> voice says that and a lot you know lights come down right um you know i ask people how much time do they really need to spend doing situational awareness and the answer is about two minutes a day if you're normal okay okay so the thing about it is there's a difference between something coming out of the uh out of the blue Versus something that's been going on that you haven't seen, mm. right? Okay. The thing about it is very, very seldom does does anything come out of the blue. But, like, when you're coming out of the, um, the, the supermarket, that's where the guy is likely to, to pick you up. That's where the, you know, the predator, the criminal is going to spot you. And this has been going on ever since you came out that door. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're not aware of this, you don't know to look for it. Mm-hmm. See? So there you are, you know, putting the kids in the in the uh, car, but this guy has been in plain view and approaching you all along. That is so So instead important. of becoming aware of it, you know, as you're putting the baby in the car, you really want to become aware of it, you know, back it as you're coming out the door. Mm-hmm. Right, and you can ask somebody to accompany you out. Like if you're by yourself, you can ask, uh, you know, maybe they have a security <laughs> guard on hand. That's or... step five or six. Okay, <laughs> I jumped way ahead. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, this is one of those things of, you know, there's certain things that once you know about how crime and violence happens, I mean, they might as well be standing there with signs and flares and bells. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I mean, one of the things I tell people is, do you know what I like about deserted parking lots? Hmm. Those dark and deserted, creepy parking lots. <laughs> that they the are reason deserted? I like them is nobody's there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no cars to hide behind and trees. And... You know, I, no, the thing about it is, is, like, if I am standing alone in a parking lot, I don't have to worry about being attacked. Yeah. No, that's true. The only time I have to worry about being attacked is under very specialized circumstances when I'm not alone in a parking lot. Okay. I... I see and, where you're and going And once there. you know what to look for and how it happens, it's really easy. I've made this whole principle into a game that I've been playing with my now 11-year-old son since he was about six or seven. Okay. And now he can point things out to me. I hey, Mom, it. look over there. Do you see that? Does that, look, does that look different? And, you know, yeah, so what do you think we should do about it? Oh, maybe we should just pay attention to that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we we war game that and what that looks like and what, you know, is going on and make a decision from there. Are we in danger or not in danger? So mm-hmm. um, the, the principles that Mark is talking about and everything behind, you know, paying attention and what to look for, um, it's not difficult. It's just um, it's just reprogramming ourselves to see the things that we would normally see on a daily basis in a different light. It's giving context to it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as you're walking out the door of the su- supermarket into the parking lot, you look both ways, right? Mm-hmm. All right. That's if we're not looking at our phones. <laughs> well, I, well, before you're stepping into traffic, that same action can be scanned. You can scan to see if there's anybody who is in a robbery set-up position. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. It's so true. And, you know, just like you say, situational awareness is important, but we don't have to make it the end-all, be-all God, right? So the, cl- the cr- clouds parting. But I love uh, how Jenna is also including her family members. And so you mm-hmm. two can work as a team, even though, you know, he's just now 11 um, our daughter is 29 now, and she has kind of grown up with, with all of that same kind of thought process. And she's very sharp and very aware. And, you know, it's not like she's a nervous wreck all the time. You know, she just, it actually br- brings her a degree of calmness because mm-hmm. it, it has just become a natural thing to notice what's going on around her and, and, and sort of the vibe. Like, this person's vibe is just off. Like, it just, there's, mm-hmm. something doesn't fit here. And let me add on to this, that this is about quality of life. I mean, mm-hmm. I walk out, I look around, I don't see a mother, I don't see somebody, you know, that I have to pay attention to. And I can go by my business, right? So I can relax. Absolutely. On the other hand, when I look over and I do see somebody, and he's doing certain things that I know to be dangerous, or indicators of growing danger, that's when I have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. That's when I have to shift mental gears, mm-hmm. which actually happened to me not too long ago. I was stepping out of a supermarket, and a guy started approaching me from the wrong angle, mm-hmm. which was perfect for him if he was going to rob me or strong arm me. Mm-hmm. 
and him being there was enough of a, of a indicator for me to change mental gears. Mm-hmm. And when I did, simply, and I'm not going to repeat it, what my thoughts were <laughs> on the uh, radio, um, but it was an emphatic no. <laughs> yeah. And he suddenly changed his mind and turned and walked away. Yes. Yes. No, I, I agree with that. Um, so when we're talking about, you know, this training, when we're talking about changing our mindset and, and making these incremental um, shifts in the way that we interact with the world, um, Jenna, how much resistance do you see and hear and feel from the people you interact with? Because they don't even know what they don't know. Like, they don't even realize how oblivious we, we walk around being all yeah. the time. So I don't get a ton of resistance to this unless what I like to call first instructor syndrome. And I'll just really quickly explain that. So the adult learning pattern is the first thing you hear from the first person you hear it from tends to stick with you. Mm. So every other thing you hear, you tend to measure by the original, right? Mm -hmm. So if I come in and I'm trying to teach somebody something, but they think they already know because they've already heard this song before, (laughs) um, there's a little bit of reconciliation that has to happen. Um, So that's where I meet my resistance. But when it comes to talking about this stuff, people aren't really talking about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you hear and this really nauseates me, but <laughs> you hear the head up, eyes on, you know, eyes up, head on a swivel type of thing over and over and over again. And that frustrates me because it doesn't have to be that complicated. It doesn't have to be that exhausting. I could never live that way. Mm-hmm. If I had to constantly be scanning my surroundings, I would never be able to have a conversation with somebody. <laughs> um, so undoing that type of a mentality is kind of where I bang my head against the wall. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> because here I've taught my 11-year-old, again, years ago, how to do this, and it clicked, and that's just the way he lives his life. And, yes, like your daughter, he's had the um, advantage of kind of growing up in this kind of an environment, and this is just the way our family does it. So I get that there's not a whole lot of reteaching that needs to happen um, when you get people that young, um, but this is not hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I guess my answer, short answer to your question is it depends on the subject. Yeah. No, I can get that. Do you have any comments on that, Mark? I will say that there is a there is a problem that I really run into quite a bit. Um, I have actual live fire experience, and I also have experience dealing with the legal system. Mm-hmm. I'm a court-recognized expert witness. And... Where the resistance is, is if you look at the subject of self-defense as a very wide field of many different topics, a lot of times what has happened is that people have gone down one particular rabbit hole, and it's not to say that they don't understand that topic. They really, really, really do have a good grasp on that particular subject. What they don't understand is the whole field. Mm-hmm. and yet they often think they do. Mm-hmm. So part of this is the resistance I run into is people who think that being trained in one specific aspect teaches them about everything. Mm-hmm. And that can be dangerous because if you think you know um, more than yes. you do. 
right? Well, dangerous not only because you can end up looking down the barrel of a gun unexpectedly, you can find yourself in conflict, um, but also you're not prepared to handle the aftermath, which is one of the biggest disconnects between a lot of training and reality is there will be an aftermath. There will be consequences. Mm. And that's the next thing we need to really dig into is, you know, in the movies, so there's a clear-cut good guy, he's wearing a big old white cowboy hat, right? There's a clear-cut bad guy, he's got a sinister curly black mustache and some kind of long black coat, and a good guy has to shoot bad guy, and good guy walks home into the sunset, Mm -hmm. firearm still in hand. Everything's good mm-hmm. with the world. That's just not reality, apparently, right? No. And let me give you another, you know, when you talk about the mustache twiddler. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea how many robberies start with the expression, excuse me? Yes, exactly. People allow, the, you allow people mm-hmm. into your close proximity because we're kind, right? Because yeah, we're that's polite. human nature. If somebody needs you for something... You want to, you know, you want to help them. You want to be available to answer a question. And that's, you know, that's a huge robbery setup of I will just get their defenses down Mm -hmm. by starting a conversation and I'll move into attack range and I'll carry out my plan and, you know, the rest is history. So what do we do about that? Well, actually, this kind of works without me springboarding off what Jenna says is... One of the things you have to understand about criminal activities is it is based on a lie. Mm. Yeah. Okay? They are deliberately deceiving you to make you think the situation is normal so they can develop attack position. Mm-hmm. Now, there are standard social scripts that if you know what they are, you know when things are what they are, what they're supposed to be, then you can spot when something is going off the rails. Mm-hmm. And crime goes off the rails in a very specific manner. So if you can spot the underlying pattern, you can actually stop the crime without violence because indicating that you know what's going on, that this isn't an innocent situation, often is a deterrent. Mm -hmm. Now, the flip side of that is if it still happens, you have to be able to explain to the authorities why you knew this wasn't an innocent situation. Mm-hmm. And and how and does your training help people with those kinds of um, after incident, um, what to say, what not to say stuff? Um. Okay. It's not, it's not so much of a what to say, what not to say, as it is to fill in the gaps that people aren't getting. Mark and I did a seminar um, over the, uh, a few months ago, and we started talking about crime and violence and how it works and how it happens. And we looked out over the crowd, and there were 30 blank faces in the room. Mm. And Mark and I were talking about this after the fact, and we were like, whoa, we completely take for granted the information that we have because it's, it's just what we know, right? Mm-hmm. As a firearms instructor, I'm embarrassed to say that I, I've trained with the, the cream of the crop. 
and I'm embarrassed to say that until I met Mark years ago, I'd never heard about people teaching about violence and how it works and how it happens. Mm. And that was a light bulb moment for me way back early in my firearms training career that somebody's got to teach this stuff because if, if our mentors aren't teaching it, who are we going to learn it from? And so I was like, well, Mark, and that's when we started developing through my local firearms training company, um, self-protection classes. And Mark and I and my husband, Jeff, started teaching this stuff locally because it's so important. Um, my goal as a firearms instructor is not for my students to be winning gunfights. Right. It's for my students not to be getting into gunfights. And honestly, I can think of no better way than to keep getting this violence, avoid, avoidance, and awareness stuff out there. And I think that's what Safety Concepts is um, a vehicle for. Absolutely. Okay, can I spring board? Yes, please. One of the things is I come from a street background. Mm -hmm. um, and Jeff, Jenna's husband, recently asked me, he goes, Mark, when you were out in the streets, were the police on your side? And once I got done laughing, <laughs> I stopped and I thought about it. And I said, no, but they were just one of the many teams out there. Mm. And something that people do not understand is if you use a weapon, it's automatically a felony. Mm -hmm. Okay, that, it, even pulling your gun is a felony. Now, you and, can... And that's because we're starting at deadly force. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Now, that requires a shift in your mindset because one of the things that you have to be able to do is that you have to justify, and by that I mean provide good and legal reasons for your actions. Mm -hmm. And that comes back into, I reasonably believed. Mm -hmm. How do you know that? Mm -hmm. One of the things that I've dealt with on many occasions is a legitimate self-defense, flat-out simple, it was what it was, and because the person couldn't explain how they knew there was a danger, they went to prison. Oh, gosh. That's terrifying right. to now, think about. Yeah. And now one of the things that I do appreciate about those shooting world is they look at the legal consequences. Mm -hmm. But before you get into the lawyerly stuff, people do not know how to be interrogated by the police. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to give answers that explain you really knew what was happening. Mm -hmm. Because you don't have to be absolute. All you have to be able to do is to explain why you reasonably believe there was a danger. Absolutely. Yeah. And you, you probably touch quite deeply on uh, on these things in uh, the book titled "You Don't What You Don't Know Can Kill You. And uh, we've got to start wrapping up. But before we do, I want you both to be able to tell us, uh, you know, Jenna, let us know how people can reach out and learn more about safety concepts and then y the work that you individually do. And then we'll go to Mark and, and have him do the same for us. Great. Thanks, Cheryl. So, yeah, we are all over social media, um, safetyconcepts.net um, and on Facebook. And um, if people feel so inclined to help support 
our mission and our work, we've also set up a Patreon account for that where we're, um, you know, having that conversation over there and um, giving out access to certain items that aren't available um, to the uh, masses. Um, me personally, um, I am working with Carry On Colorado on the firearms instruction side, um, carryoncolorado.com, and again on Facebook. Um, and I have the whole publishing thing going on for Carry On Publishing. So, um, yes, I have a lot on my plate right now, <laughs> but I'd love to hear from anybody who wants more information. Absolutely. And Mark McYoung? Talk to Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to Jenna. Oh, I love it. It took me a second. Uh, so she is uh, the best point of contact for all all of these things, right? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. So on top of everything else I'm doing, I also, you know, keep track of Mark's calendar for him. Woo! God bless you. <laughs> That's, <laughs> she keeps a, me in line, in other words. Yeah, no doubt. It's hard enough to keep my own calendar. If I was keeping somebody else's, I, I don't know that either one of us would do great. But Jenna, Yeah, you're... we're going to be talking about a pay raise here in the near future. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Leveraged right on the air. I, I love that. All right. Well, thank you both so much for what you're doing. I mean, seriously, we are talking about things that save lives, um, you know, physical lives, but also our legal lives and, uh, you know, our financial lives, because all those things are are tied together if you do have to encounter a a situation that you can't stay away from. Um, But thank you again so much for all you're doing. We'll have you back on again in the future. Thanks, Cheryl. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Bye-bye now. All right. Well, stick around. We've got two quick ads, and then we have Ken Scott. He's the owner and founder of Provectus Group, and he's going to be talking to us about all manner of things, but a little bit more in the training area. We've got more of that to talk about today because we want you to stay safe in the year 2019 and beyond. So stick around. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com, or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband 
husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. And we are glad you are here with us today. If you've missed any portion of the show, go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com. Click the On Demand tab and binge listen to your heart's content, all of the episodes that we have posted there. And when you want to put a face with a voice, click the Guest tab. You'll find photos and bios and links to all the work of all the guests that we've ever had on. It is a wonderful resource, and we do not hate it when you spend some time there. Well, our next guest is Ken Scott. He is the owner and founder of Provectus Group, LLC, which is a multidiscipline defense firm specializing in consulting and training for law enforcement, military, corporate, and civilian entities. Ken's mission is to spread the good word so that others may stay alive. And he says that this is God's gift to him. And I love that you have such a personal mission. Welcome to the show, Ken. Hey, how are you, Cheryl? Very well. My husband Dan's here, too. I rarely let him talk, but I'll let him say hello. Hello, Ken. Thanks for coming <laughs> on the show. Uh, she's actually literally holding you, my brother? hand. She's holding my hand and telling me I can talk. Isn't that something? <laughs> well, how you doing, brother? Doing good. You know, 33 years of marriage, I'm doing all right. It's doing okay. Hey, that's awesome. Congratulations, thank guys. You. Well, thank you. We just you. hit uh, nine. This uh, this year will be 10 for us. So, Oh, that's a biggie. I'm um, feeling pretty good about it. Fantastic. Well, and you've got God in your life, and that's uh, that's the glue right there, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> So I want to talk about so many things with you. Uh, I don't really know where to start, but off air we were discussing, you know, that you're a trainer. It's 2019. It's the first of the year. We want to help keep people safe this year and beyond. And so maybe we'll start with training and and how it has evolved over the years, Um, you know, and and, and what makes it evolve? Well, um, Training definitely has evolved over the years. I think the main uh, reason or contributor to that is uh, the more understanding that we have as far as like uh, gunfights, altercations, the more information we can get from, you know, these violent incidents, you know, um, that happen across the country. Um, we kind of learn more about what bad guys are doing, you know, and mm-hmm. how they're doing it. Then there's been more, you know, advancements and I would say understanding as far as how the body reacts to stress, fear, nervousness, things like that. And we're understanding how to work with those types of things. Like uh, most of the time you hear, it, you know, referred to as fight or flight. Mm-hmm. And we are, 
I'm sure everybody's pretty much heard of that. I know everyone has experienced it, but we're starting to understand a lot more about it, um, what happens, and how do we work with that, you know, to defend ourselves or other people. So it's changed a lot of the ways that we train, you know. Mm -hmm. It changed a lot of the the techniques that we use. It changes a lot, Um, but it's a great thing. You know, so we, we, we like to think at Provectus, you know, Provectus stands for advanced age. We like to think that uh, we try to stay on the, the leading edge of that. Absolutely. Well, just even, I mean, over the course of, of the last couple decades, I think even just how we uh, position firearms in our hands has changed over time. How we right. how we stand with our feet and, you know, do we face something head on that gives, you know, a, a big target of our chest or do we stand more to the side as we're we're aiming? All these kinds of things have come about because of uh, experiences and learning from experiences. And then all the physiology, yeah, exactly. like you're saying, that, that we've learned more and more about how the body uh, interacts with um uh, emotions with, um, uh, you know, when you get the adrenaline dump, uh, understanding that even if you're in a, a, a situation that, that you think your, your life is in danger, even your, your auditory uh, abilities, your, your actual ears will shut down and you won't yep. even actually hear what's going on around you. Absolutely. Yeah. It's auditory exclusion. It's, a way of it's the body's way of protecting the ears, but it's also a way to allow you to focus more and uh, in, in taking the most amount of information through the eyes. Absolutely. So it's it's really it's really really cool, especially with all the time you know that we've been spending at war. We learn a lot about you know what tactics, what are we doing that's contributing to us being successful, and what are we doing that's contributing uh, to us not being successful and. Now, you raised some great points, you know, just simple things like our stance and grip and things like that have changed, you know, just in the past 10 years, you know. So it's and I'd imagine it's going to change again, you know, as we realize that something might be just a little bit better or as the, you know, if weaponry changes, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't know if, if that would I don't know if we have any major changes uh, coming up here soon, but you never know nowadays. No, you don't, because technology has moved forward exponentially um, just for the fact that we all can communicate so much faster (laughs) than we ever could have in the past. And, um, you know, speaking of evolving, so in communication, so your company itself has evolved over time. And, And, of course, your goal is to reach as many people as possible because this isn't just a business. This is a mission. Um, Absolutely. For you. And so how has your company evolved over time? Well, you know, when I initially started the company, it was to, you know, teach people how to defend themselves, you know, via firearms, you know, uh, whether you're a beginner or intermediate, you know, somebody who kind of knows what they're doing, you know, just that was basically it. Just going through the, the different classes, teaching you how to do everything. But it, it quickly evolved from just teaching people how to defend themselves to advocacy, you know, where people start to really look up to, you know, the things that you're saying. You know, um, we put a lot of videos on our YouTube and a lot of um, content on our Instagram and Facebook. And 
you know, constantly we get messages from people where they're like, hey, listen, because of you, mm-hmm. uh, my wife, you know, carries a gun now. Or uh, especially the, the stories like this one sticks out where husband and wife, uh, they were into guns. Uh, there's a home invasion uh, that happened. I mean, you know, a guy came in the house while the wife was there by herself. She got pistol whipped. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's definitely a traumatic, you know, situation um, that she had to go through by herself. And it was mm-hmm. so bad to where she didn't want to have anything to do with guns anymore. Nothing like that. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, her husband was watching some of my videos on YouTube. She started watching them a little bit. And, and because of the videos um, and the information that we're spreading, she then got the confidence again to, to try firearms again. And now she's shooting again. Now her confidence is where it needs to be. You know, so that kind of stuff, like that, it, 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 it just kind of blows your mind, especially when you start something or you, you set out on a path and, and my goal is very small, but then it turns into something that's very, very big. And, and that's, that's kind of where we are today. Um, we're, we're doing, you know, we have companies that contact us about consulting, you know, hey, look at our, look at our products, tell us what, you know, uh, improvements we can make. We're doing podcasts, we're doing a lot of radio interviews now, doing a lot of public speaking engagements, just talking about active threat, active shooter type stuff, you know, mindset seminars, all these different types of things. So it's been a a huge blessing, and I'm really looking forward to what 2019 just has in store for us. That is awesome, and I know that um, we're we're about to run out of time, unfortunately, but I know that we're going to see each other in Las Vegas coming up at the big SHOT show, big industry show, and uh, we'll connect there and and do some more uh, chatting probably on camera and and dig a little bit deeper into some of the things that I'm hoping to talk to you about. Um, But just before we do run out of time, will you just tell folks, you know, what the name of your company is, how they can reach out to you, um, and and really instill in them that, you know, everybody starts where they start. They don't have to have a certain level of expertise or lingo down or any of that kind of thing in order to reach out and, and ask questions and ask you for help. Absolutely. So the one of the ways you can get in contact with us is through our website, prevectusgroup.org, um, or they can go uh, through our social media on Instagram and Facebook at Provectus Group. Email address is info at prevectusgroup.org. Um, and like you just said, <clears throat> those resources are there for the sharing of information. If you have questions, there's so many different ways to get in contact with me. And I actually read every single one of the messages and answer every single one of the messages. So I I truly encourage people, um, if they have questions, please uh, send them to us and we're going to help them, you know, to the best of our ability. I love it. That's fantastic. Well, Ken, thank you so much. And uh, we will definitely be seeing you soon uh, at the SHOT Show. And uh, we will dig into some of the other stuff. So uh, it's kind of a stay tuned for our listeners. Cheryl, will I be able to say hi to him at the show? (laughs) I think, yeah, that'd be great. I think we can arrange that. We'll see you then. (laughs) All right. I get to meet you. All right. Oh, my gosh. Put that on your calendar. All right, Ken, thank you so much. We'll see you soon. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, stick around because we have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan gets to talk to his heart's content with Dan's commentary. Um, with about 30 seconds, right? My heart's content. 
Hey, make it quick, because I got a lot to say. You know, know that. You three hours. We're going to three hours. <laughs> All right. Stick around. Bye-bye. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. Come listen to the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Hear about armed civilians protecting people they love. Were they lucky or were they prepared? Come listen and learn at selfdefensegunstories.com. For straight shooting, look to the biggest little gun shop in the West, azfirearms.com, where they have everything you need to be a safe and responsible gun owner. Huge selection and a friendly and knowledgeable staff. They're my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours, too. And when you go, tell them old Don Collier sent you. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Now, wait a minute. Yes? When we first met... Yes? We got engaged. Sure. Then I got educated. Okay. And then I got informed. <laughs> I see what you did there. That was that was good. But I'm pumped. Are you here all week? I'll tip my wow, waist Wow. I never thought... <laughs> wow. That was good. I like it. All right. Well, this is the part of the show where we get to celebrate the ordinary everyday histories with our responsibly armed citizen report fights a never-ending battle for truth justice and the american way responsibly armed citizens use guns two and a half million times a year for self-defense and two hundred thousand times a year a woman prevents a sexual assault because she was armed Somehow, we never hear these stories on the network news, so we are proud to bring them to you here on Gun Freedom Radio. Today's story is one for those who say that we don't need to be our own first responders and that when danger strikes, we should just simply call the police. Well, imagine for a moment that you are on your way to work. You're waiting at your usual spot at 6 a.m. sharp for your ride. Most days there are other people waiting with you, but this morning you are alone in the morning chill of a early January. Danger has been watching, and danger 
sees this as just the opportunity he has been waiting for. His size and strength is easily double that of yours, and he is now holding you at gunpoint. He demands that you trade your life for the few valuables you have with you, wallet, jewelry, smartphone, the usual baubles that danger will kill for. Your mind races with the possible endings of these terrifying moments. What if your valuables aren't enough for danger? What if he takes all that you have and still exacts his violence against you? Maybe he doesn't just want items. Maybe he is also a rapist. Whatever he is, he is threatening you with deadly force. You look around for a police officer or a store clerk or anyone who could call 911. There is not a soul around to hear you call out for help and not a single person to even find your body once danger has killed you and left the scene. What do you do? Well, when this exact scenario played out recently in Chicago as Danger was robbing a young 25-year-old woman, she knew exactly what to do. She was prepared for just such an attack, and she ended Danger's plans in the immediacy of the moment because she is a responsibly armed citizen. Karen, we're live at Area South Police Headquarters where police have been investigating this scene all day. The gunman was able to run away after being shot in the neck. Police took him into custody down the street. Paramedics then transported him to a hospital where he later died. Surveillance video shows the victim standing at the bus stop, apparently on her way to work just before 6 this morning. The camera mounted across the street outside a drugstore. Moments later, a 19-year-old man can be seen in the picture. Police say he showed the victim a gun and tried to rob the 25-year-old woman. There is a struggle and she is knocked to the ground. But she turns the tables and shoots the man once in the neck. Pop. Really? I'm like, but this is normal for around here. Cedric Dumas says by the time he came outside, police were already on the scene and had crime scene tape around the bus stop. Neighbors say, this can be a dangerous area and many women carry weapons to protect themselves. The victim in this case, according to police, has a concealed carry permit. He got what he deserved. He ran up on the wrong person. So she did what she had to do. In the surveillance video, the man can be seen running away around the corner while the woman runs across the street. Police took the man into custody down the street. This afternoon, detectives were searching that area. The man, meantime, was transported to a hospital where he later died. He forgot that um, people right here carry guns, and you will get popped. <laughs> he got popped. Well, police question the 25-year-old woman with the concealed carry permit. They have filed no charges, though they say the investigation is continuing. Meantime, the medical examiner's office has not released the name of the 19-year-old man who was killed. Well, he won't be sticking his neck out causing trouble anymore. <laughs> Uh, again, but um, bump. Well, well done. <clears throat> well, so you know, really though, when people just feel like that, there's no reason in the world for, for you know, you young women 
to to carry a, a big old scary firearm. Yeah, but they're going to just say, you know what, if she wouldn't have pulled a gun out, he would have just took her stuff and left her alone. And what is stuff? It's well, not worth anything. Well, I'm glad they've got a crystal ball. Right. Right? And right. they can just determine that for the right. rest of us. Those rights restrictors. Well, yeah, all right, moving along. It is time for Dan's Commentary. Tell yourself that you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. We talked about this earlier with Congressman Massey. You know, they're, they're trying to cram us with more gun laws, right? We need more gun laws, more gun laws, more gun laws. Well, let me just get an example of what happened at AZ Firearms a couple of weeks ago. A guy walked into our store, asked to see a gun, immediately grabbed it and ran out the door with it. Well, on his way out, he tripped on the floor, which was cool, and <laughs> got scratched up a little bit, but he was able to recover and he ran down the street, which we followed him and um, called the police on the way. And in less than 15 minutes, the man was taken out of the apartment complex and in back of a patrol car. Mm-hmm. The gun was recovered. It's mm-hmm. in police impound right now, but it was recovered. Okay. And we think everything is all safe and all good, right? Right. Found Now, this is a felony charge. You stole a firearm, okay? They call it shoplifting, but it's a it's felony, felony level because it's a federally controlled, right. re- federally regulated item. Yeah. So the next day, he's released from jail. The next day... He was released from jail. I'm sorry, could you repeat that one more time? The next day, he was released from jail. Now. But I thought we were trying to be sure that, that everybody was safe and that, that we need laws and laws well, on laws. And the judge decided to let him out. Now, he's going to be, his charges were pending. Um, he's going to be charged or, or, you know, tried in court. And he has a right to a trial, that's mm-hmm. for sure. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, the. The moral of that story, and there's more to it, is that why do we need to make more gun laws? Why don't we just enforce the ones we have and then react to the laws and make the people pay the consequences for breaking the law? Because just two days ago, that person came back into our store. Same guy. Same guy. Assaulted a customer. Mm-hmm. three of my employees mm-hmm. and it took three police officers to down him mm-hmm. to bring him to the ground now i'm, I'm going to mean that physically bring him to the ground so he was in jail that night and the next day was his court date for the other thing which they had to cancel which i am going to go to that court mm-hmm. and tell them my opinion on this that if we would just enforce the laws that we have we wouldn't be having these problems. Uh, Special thanks to the Avondale Police Department for the well job done. (laughs) Well done job. Well, job well done. Yes. Yes. No, it's so important. And when, when we hear people say, well, we just need more laws. Well, what law... What law do we need there that we we make him uh, stay in jail until, you know, I mean, what? It's felony. Right. And think about all the people. Now, he assaulted a customer afterwards. Think about 
the life the 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 what the police department the guys that responded to this call yeah they didn't know what kind of dangers they they had right uh, the community around the neighbor, the apartment complex right all that this guy took a gun did you hear me say that he took a gun and was out the next day i did hear you say that all right things to talk about for the next show but for today i want to just thank our tech crew I want to thank our listeners, thank our guests. We really appreciate your time. It's a finite commodity, and we, we know how valuable it is. And when you spend it with us, we, we really do value that. And until next time, pray for our nation. Pray for our leaders. Now, wait a minute. All of them? All of them, Dan. Even the ones you don't like. Even the right restrictor ones? Uh, yep, especially the rights restrictors and the ones you don't like. Be good to each other. Uh, what a way to start the year. <laughs> Be good to each other. Have a great week and God bless. Our founding fathers here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers. But only here did that little band of men so advance beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since evolved the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. <laughs>